Welcome to another episode of Believing God's Promises, where we don't just read the word, but believe what it says. So we are in the second week of this series called God Is, and we're looking at the truth that God is love. We see that the word tells us God is love. And when we dig deep and we look at the root of love and we really begin to study love, we can see how God loves us, how he loves us in tangible ways. And so we are looking at 1 Corinthians 13, four through eight, and we are going to dissect this scripture. If God is love and love is patient, then God is patience, right? If, if, if love, if God is love and love is kind, then God is kind. And so each week we're going to dig in and we're going to, we're going to dive deep down and we're going to look at how God loves us. We're going to look at how God is patient with us, how he's kind with us, how he does all of these things that we read about in this verse in Corinthians. And so today we're going to be talking about the first week is God is patient. Now, before we get started and we dig in, I want to go over what patient, what the definition of patience is, because I think a lot of times we have a misunderstanding of what patience is. Whenever I used to think of patience, I just thought it meant waiting, just waiting for something or wanting something or, um, it's kind of like waiting in line or waiting on someone to do something, right? But let's read in the Merriam-Webster uh, Dictionary what patience means. And it says, bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint, manifesting forbearance under provocation or strain, not hasty or impetuous, steadfast despite opposition difficulty or adversity. So when we're looking at this word patient or patience, then we can see that it's not just about waiting, right? It's about how we wait. How do we wait? What is our attitude while we're waiting? Are we calm? Are we delightful? Do we have peace? Do we have joy? Do we have the fruits of the spirit? Or are we angry? Are we anxious? Are we worried? How do we act while we're waiting? Now, if we implement this into God and who God is and how he's patient with us, I want you to think about those times in your life when you can see that God has been patient with you. I know for me, there's times that God has told me to step out and be obedient and do something. And I haven't been obedient right away, yet God was patient with me. He didn't get all angry and smite me. He didn't take me out. He didn't yell at me and, and point his finger and say, I'm bad and I'm done with you. No, he, he was patient with me. He was patient with me. What about those times whenever uh, we treat people uh, not so great, when we're treating people like we shouldn't? Maybe we get we get impatient with someone. How is God in those moments? How does he act towards us? What does love look like in those moments? Yes, he disciplines us because he loves us, right? That's what the word tells us is that he disciplines the people that he loves. And so he disciplines us, but he doesn't give up on us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't zap us dead. No, God is patient patient with us. Now, I want you to think about before you gave your life to Christ. I know with me, I always say I was the worst of the worst. I was the, the worst of the sinners because my life was such a mess before I knew Jesus. And, and I love how Paul says this. We'll read in a minute in first Timothy, but what Paul is talking about is how he was a wretched mess 
Let's just read it right now. It says, 1 Timothy 1, 15 through 16. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. So when we were still sinners, not when we had it all together, not when we figured it out because we never will, we never have and we never will. But while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us because God loves us and love produces patience. He is patient with us. In my life before, I was such a mess. And I look back and I see how no matter what I did, no matter where I was, God never stopped pursuing me. He had patience. He had patience. He had patience. He had patience. I would have done given up on me. I was such a mess, but God never did. No matter what, no matter what I did while I was a still sinner, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. And so we we are able to get this for ourselves, right? We are able to um, get the love of God for ourselves. We, we have this revelation. We have this understanding of who God is. We have this understanding that he loves us and that he is patient with us because we understand that whenever we give our lives to Christ, but then we see it, his grace in our lives, every day of our lives. And sometimes we get so filled up with the love of God that we're overflowing, but then we're called to go out and show people love. We're called to go out and be patient with people, but it's not so easy, is it? Because that's what God calls us to do, to love him and love people, to accept his love, to overfill with God's love and to love God back. And by loving him and loving people, we're doing the commandment that Jesus talks about, right? And so how do we do that? How do we show patience to people when it's hard? Because I don't know about you, but it's really difficult for me. I would say this is one of the hardest things um, other than my mouth. I don't know, kind of a tie. I struggle with my mouth and I struggle with patience and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying it for what it is. I know that I struggle with patience and I've asked the Lord like, God, why do I struggle so much with having patience for people really walking in that patience? Because the truth is, is that patience is in me. There's a seed in me, right? Because God is patience and the Holy Spirit is living me. God is in me. So there's patience deep down in there, but it's pulling it up and walking in it that I struggle with. And so I've asked the Lord, like, God, what is it about patience? Why do I struggle so hard? And he showed me some things. He said, Carrie, you always want things done quickly. You always want thing done, things done efficiently and you want things done right according to you. So what do I mean by that? Whenever I say right, I have a way of doing things. It may not be the way that everybody else does them, but I have this certain way that I like things done. Now, there's this expectation that I've put up here. And when an expectation is not met with grace, then it produces impatience. Let me give you a few examples. <clears throat> So in loading the dishwasher, and this is just a very practical thing. This is something I struggle with. There's this certain way that you load the dishwasher in my house. And I don't know why it is that way. I don't know why I have this certain idea of how it's supposed to be done. But I am convinced that if you do it this certain way, the right way, then the dishes will get clean. 
But if you don't do it the right way, then the dishes won't get clean. And so there's this expectation I've put on my children of loading the dishwasher. Now, if there's no grace, hear this, if there's no grace, if that expectation does not meet up with grace, then I begin to produce impatience. I begin to get frustrated. I open the dishwasher and I see that it's done incorrectly. And what do I do? I start to, I can't believe that they did this again. You moms know what I'm talking about. Maybe some of you dads where you start mumbling under your breath and you're slamming the dishes and you're just upset. Is that the definition of patience? Absolutely not. Right. Why? Because there's no grace. There's no grace. It's just an expectation. Second example, maybe more of you will be able to relate with this one. You're driving down the road and I mean, you're on your way to your appointment. You have timed it all perfectly because, you know, you time things right. You don't put things off to the last minute. So you're driving down the road. You've got enough time to get to your appointment, but then you get stuck by every single light. This happens to me a lot. Every single red light you get stuck by. And so now you're starting to what? get a little bit frustrated, get a little bit impatient. And then here it is, you're down to one lane and you get stuck behind this gentleman that just is terrified to go over 10 miles per hour. Bless his soul, right? And what do you do? You have this expectation. Well, the speed limit is 45 miles per hour. And when this expectation, which, okay, it's kind of a realistic expectation, right? I mean, we all should go the speed limit, shouldn't we? But when you have this expectation and it does not meet up with grace, then you produce impatience. Impatience comes out. You start getting on his tail and, oh, man, he needs to go back and get his license. Start saying things and lifting up fingers that maybe you shouldn't lift up. I mean, come on now. Come on. Let's get real. We get impatient and things come out. We are not producing patience. But here's the deal. See, God had an expectation. An expectation for us not to sin. And man, we couldn't do it. No matter how hard we tried. No matter what we did. No matter the, the circumstances, no matter how, how good we were, we couldn't do it. We couldn't hit that expectation and praise the Lord. It was met with grace. It was met with Jesus dying on the cross because God is patience. And so when we are struggling with patience, we need to look back at those things, those times that God has been patient with us. Salvation being one of the main ones. Like I said, it was an expectation, but it was met with grace. And, and what happens when an expectation is met with grace? Patience is produced and we get to experience God's patience because he is good and he is faithful. It's not because of what we do we've done. So when we're looking at other people and we're judging them and we're saying, well, you're not hitting my expectation. You're not meeting the mark. You know, if you're going to do this, you have to do it up here. When we're looking at other people and we're expecting them to perform up here and they mess up. 
Some of you need to hear this and they mess up. We need to stop coming so hard down on them and being angry and frustrated. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a time that we discipline. There's not a time that there are consequences. If you're a boss or if you're a mom or if you're a dad or if you're a spouse, you know, there are things in this life that we have consequences. But what I'm saying is so often we put the expectations so high that nobody can actually reach them. And then they give up and we give them no grace and we push them down. And that is not what God does. We are called to love people. We are called to be patient with people. We are called to give them grace when grace is needed, which for us, it's all the time. So why don't we always pour that out? Why is this so hard for us? Man, I remember when Nathan and I first got married and I didn't understand this at all, at all, because I had been so hurt by people. I, I was just really jacked up. And so in our marriage, I had put these expectations so high that no matter what he did, he could not meet them. No matter how hard he tried, he could not meet them. And so I would just get frustrated and I would get angry and I would go off on him. And I didn't understand why he could never meet my expectations. Now, Nathan is a wonderful husband. I just put these expectations up so high because part of it, I think too, is I didn't want to get hurt. And there was a lot of things behind that. I've gone through a lot of healing with the Lord and all of that. But my point being is that I had so many high expectations that I, I lived in this constant state of being impatient with him. I would just get so frustrated and I would get frustrated. I mean, this was like this with everyone, but not everybody had to be married to me. So he probably suffered the most. Sorry, babe. <laughs> he probably suffered the most because I was just that jacked up. When I, when I came to Christ, I was quite a mess, but you know what? He's done a good work in me and he's continuing to work in me and he's never going to give up on me in this. So if you're struggling in this, let me tell you that God is with you and he is going to show you all you have to do is ask him for help. So anyway, so I would put these expectations on him and put these expectations on him, and put these expectations on him. And, and they were never met with grace. They were never met with grace. And when I gave my life to Christ and we began to kind of work on our marriage some and God began to speak to me, he began to show me what grace looks like. And I'm like, what? There's grace. I I didn't even I didn't even know that was a thing. I just had it in my mind that everybody should do what I said and how I said and how I like it. And I don't know. I don't know why because I was selfish, because I was thinking that I was better than everyone else. And that's really the place that this comes from, doesn't it? This all comes from a place of looking at someone else and thinking that we are better than them. So it's 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 rooted in pride. But the Lord tells us to humble ourselves before God. That's what the Bible says. It says, humble yourselves before the Lord. So when we're in these situations and we realize we've put all these expectations on someone or all these expectations on everyone in our life, what we can do, one of the best things we can do is just spend a few minutes with the Lord and just ask him to, to search your heart and show you those places that you've done this. And then just say, you know what, God, I surrender all of this to you. I can't, you did, God, I thank you that your grace met the expectations of me not sinning, God, that I didn't have to pay for it because I couldn't, God. I thank you that your son came in and God, and that I didn't have to do it. 
do anything but accept it. So I want to live like that with the people around me, God. So give me the grace to be able to be patient with people, God. Convict me when I'm not. Convict me when I first put those expectations on other people, God. Convict me whenever I'm not allowing grace to come in and meet that expectation, Lord. And you know what? If you begin to cry out to the Lord and ask him for help, he will help you. He will come in and he will teach you and he will train you and he will help you. And little by little by little, you will find yourself walking more and more in patience. You will find yourself loving people in patience. Isn't that amazing that God does that for us? See, we don't even have to be in control of it. That's what's so great. We just come to that place that we say we can't. And he shows us. Now, there'll be things that he shows us to do, certain things that he'll ask us to step out and do. And that's going to be different for everyone. Maybe it's just keeping your mouth shut. Um, Maybe it's going and doing something for someone. I don't know what that's going to look like in your life. But that's what's so cool about our relationship with the Lord is we don't have to figure it out. All we have to do is surrender and trust him and he will help us. He promises he will never leave us nor forsake us. So if you are here today and you need help with this, I want to encourage you that it's not too late. Don't be down on yourselves. Don't be hating on yourselves. Don't say, well, I'm not like God. Well, none of us are. We're all a work in progress, right? And this is one of the ones I struggle with big time. But you know what? I'm not giving up. And I'm going to keep going to God and I'm going to keep asking him, God, if you have to put me in 500 Costco gas lines that take 30 minutes every time I'm there, do it, God. Help me. Help me, God. Help me to learn how to walk out my patience with people. Help me to learn. God, if you put me behind uh, 500 old men that like to drive 10 miles an hour, do it, God. If you put me in the longest grocery line, God, at the grocery store every time I go, then do it, God. Do whatever it takes because I want to love people like you do. And part of that, God, is loving people in patience. Amen. Amen.